fucking I love feet. <laughs> Damn. Oh fuck, Craig's in here. Fuck. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Welcome once again to Fun Point, the podcast where two friends force each other to listen to new music. That's how it goes, right? Yeah. I'm um, sure. Eddie uh, Calazzo, and skanking on over yeah. is uh, Rick Oglesby. It's fucking ska time, baby. It's how y'all heard us, ska? Third, third, the third wave is my favorite genre of ska because it famously never ended. It never ended. And it's still going We're now. We're still doing it. Ska's not dead. And when you dance to it, it's called skanking. That's true. So, so that's just some information for my... Uh... A lot of people think it was invented by the wrestler Sami Zayn, but it was only perfected by him. Yeah, th- it is the purest distilled form of ska. It's a really good dance because it's one that I can do, you know? Uh-huh. It's it's because it's famously the dance that's the opposite of rhythm. It's like, what if the... Do you think it's cooler or less cool than the cha-cha slide? Because mm. okay, I feel so cooler when the, I do it than I do. The dance itself is probably cooler, but what makes it less cool than the cha-cha slide is that you're surrounded by a bunch of 15-year-olds in checkerboard fedoras. Yeah, I hate when I'm like, I hate when that happens. When you when you do that, so mm-hmm. just be on the lookout for that. Now, where do we, the now, the Cupid Shuffle is cool. On that, we can it, agree, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It, it's a good one. I mean, we, we'll do our official, like, synchronized our rankings dance of... rankings, power rankings one day, when we really can't. Yeah, when we're really just like, fucking, it's week 86, we're gonna do Cupid's debut album. That's that's our not-an-episode fun point edition. Yeah. Which, wedding dance is the best. It's fucking good when I'm at a wedding and the Cupid Shuffle comes on, because I get to sort of use my backlog of ska knowledge and mm-hmm. I get to sort of, um, you know, the part where it's like, now kick, now kick. I skank then. And then okay, like, wow, so you kind of do a, cut, a, little, cool. a little variation on the request. Because most, you know, most people just kick with their feet. But skanking is sort of a kick with all of it. You kick with everything and you do it on the offbeat. <laughs> so yeah. You look really yeah. cool. Yeah, you look fucking good. Uh, so, <laughs> how you been? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it's a good week to talk about this kind of sad album. Yeah, this kind of sad album that's just... Yeah, every song is just like, don't take your life. Yeah, that's two of the songs. So, as we as we talked about on the pre-show, maybe last week I picked this album because I had my semester of college. Yeah. Of my special senior year. Another one. Started. And I'm student teaching three days a week. Uh, and that, so I'm teaching 
two freshman classes, two senior classes, and one sophomore class. Holy shit. I will. I'm not going to like be the teacher most of the time. Right. But it's five classes total. The freshmen are children and the seniors are bigger than me. Uh-huh. So that's kind of what I get. Well, are you are you dressing up to what extent? I wear a shirt and a tie. Okay. And it's kind, it's kind of a balls out kind of look for me when I teach. So like a not not like a t-shirt though. Not no, like a funny like less than Jake kind of real. Kim looks like she wants to say something. Does that mean you actually have your balls out while you're teaching? No, I said it's it's well it's kind of a I would like to Because you're not going to get a job that way. I mean, no one said anything so far. I did. I did. Okay, I'll try not to. But yeah, I can't wear my, my cool band t-shirts or my shirt that says uh, Nike on it, but it's blurred out so it looks like it's in a rap video. Yeah, and then that's like, that was, that's okay. my feelings on Colin Kaepernick, you would Colin say to Ka- the students. Kaepernick. Uh-huh. So the first, it's only been two days this week, and I've done absolutely nothing. Because so, the first day, nothing happened because it says, hello, it's the first day. And then the second day, it's like there was a school-wide summer reading thing, and they have to do an essay. So I just watched, like, five classes rate essays. Hell yeah. Is it just like, and hey, I- what's up? This is Mr. C. And then you just kind of, like, chill in the corner? Yeah, for the first couple days. <laughs> nice. And and then I f- try not to fall asleep. And still, even though I haven't done anything, it's more exhausted than I've ever been in my entire life. Mm-hmm. So. Because I have to wake up at the good time of before the sun exists. Oh, so, mm-hmm. cool. Because first period starts at the famous time when children like to do work, which is 743 the in the morning. The famous productive time for kids. The famous productive hour for 13-year-olds, as we all know and love. <laughs> they love to be up. They love to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. They have, they have that energy in them. You have to, you have to <laughs> knock it out of them <laughs> when they get to my age. They don't like it. Uh-huh. I but honestly though in college when it's like I have a fucking like twelve thirty class and it's like fuck. Did you ever? I don't know if you did, but t- this is a rhetorical question. Then has anyone ever been like, yeah, I can take an eight a.m. class? Oh, you better fucking believe I was when I was in community college. I was the eight a.m. boy. It's don't do it. Yeah, I wouldn't. Just, please, unless you absolutely have to, do not do this. I was thing. like, what's up, American history until eighteen twenty? Tell yeah. me about uh. The the de la vaca the vaca the cow the cow conquistador that's the only thing I yeah, remember from that class. There's nothing I like more than to talk about British literature at at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, uh, but hey, we're not talking about that today. We're talking about Sheila Manifesto. Everything goes numb, Scott. Yeah, there's less there's less sort of Dickinson this week. Hmm. Uh, and more is- Salinger. Yeah. Y'all mind if I uh, say Camus? Yeah. Damn! I think damn, he did it, it correct in one. I got listen. I've heard this album many times. Uh huh. I know how he says it. Uh, so this is, it's kind of I I need we needed to start with this. We needed to do this album as the first Scott album, but it's also unfortunate because no Scott album is this good. It's kind of the best one of it, huh? It's kind of the best one of them. Yeah. So you like it more than Keys B Nights, even though that one has a New Jersey name in it, and like. It's way, better. it's way better than Keysby Nights. I've never like, listened to Keysby Nights because I didn't know what Keysby was until this week. And I was like, eh. Keysby Nights, the song is okay. It's like everything on Keysby Nights is everything goes numb junior. Like it's a good proof of concept. Uh-huh. And then they perfected it on this one. This is my favorite Streetlight album, but I do also very much like Somewhere in the Between. It's very good. Because this, one, this, is- this one's like, hey, you're alive and it's good. And then mm-hmm. that one's more like, oh, fuck, we're dead and it's still good. <laughs> Also, this one, like, 
when I first heard it is there were no expectations. Yeah. But afterwards, I'm like, wow, this is my favorite band. And like, <laughs> nothing can ever live up to that, no uh-huh. matter how good it is. So, uh huh. This was I my, my first as, year. Go ahead. Uh-huh. As like, they have like three, they have like cover albums and stuff, but like three kind of full original albums. And I feel like as they've got on, like, instrumentally and in the structure of songs, they've gotten a lot better. Uh-huh. But Everything Goes Numb is just like, there's something about it that's, it, it's a special album. Yeah, this was my first year living on campus, my undergrad. I was going through a phase where I needed to listen to a new album. Before I had this podcast, it was a dark time. Mm-hmm. And I was playing the game of the video game of Skate 3. And I was mm-hmm. like, what's a good band to get into while I'm playing a skateboarding <laughs> video game? And then I found this album and I liked it a lot. And now I have a very strong sense memory between like the final level of Skate 3 where there's the very big drop and mm-hmm. then listening to like Here's to Life. And it's like, yeah. That was that was the year 2014 for me, huh? 2014, huh? It was. I got like the sort of greatest hits. I was kind of a late adopter to yeah. the. the I was song. downloading these uh, on LimeWire. Okay, and then putting the and then putting them on my PSP. Can't imagine so. actually listening to music when LimeWire was a thing, and being mad that like there's a song that's listed on LimeWire called Color Coded Quotes, and that's not a song, that's just a lyric from well, It's When We Rise Again. Don't you come to me on live LimeWire with that, because that's what the <laughs> lyric is. <laughs> that's how it goes. You want to start talking about it? Yeah. Uh, so... Just get ready for a lot of that on this episode. I do. I am very excited to just like at some point I'm going to be talking about like failing, flailing, and I'm going to be like, "How does it sound two minutes in?" And I just imagine you can probably just pick it up. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> probably, but I don't have uh, a disease. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he says so "motherfucker" is, in that one. He does. So this is kind of a contender for the best one on the album, huh? Yeah. Uh, you know how we it's it the, the album is called Everything Goes Numb and he says the, it almost the song is called Everything Went Numb, mm-hmm. which he um, says a lot he, in this sort of album. He says Everything Goes Numb on If and When We Rise Again. Mm-hmm. So some con- con- confu- confusions here. It was his first is his first real one in this band. So you know. So the th- this there are two. Oh, I, sh- I should. I like the Wikipedia description of this album. It says it garnered, garnered critical acclaim with critics commenting on the quality of the band's lyrics and their powerful energy. That's true. So, so they just have extreme like chakras that uh-huh. they're firing off. <laughs> um, there is. It's not just like I, I'm like, is Streetlight Manifesto the best because I just have this like nostalgia tied to them or. Is it actually true? And it's actually true. It is because actually everyone true. in this band is incredible at their instrument. Like now, when I listen to this, I'm like, I'm just gonna listen to the drums this whole time. Uh huh. And it's so good. Like every other ska band, it's uh, our friend of the show Andy said it in uh, one of one of our chats the other day. I guess it was a fun point chat, but like as an example, less than Jake is just a guitar band with horns. <laughs> that. It, does that make you feel a certain way? No, I I had a, I had my own less than Jake criticism for later on in the episode. Okay, it kind you of want puts, to hold on to that, or? yeah, it just kind of puts less than Jake into perspective when you listen to this one. Uh and it's like, oh, Scott doesn't have to sound like that; they're just doing it like that. Yeah, so and they have a like it's most Scott bands are like, who do you know that plays a horn? 
like this band was constructed because you have the full spectrum of like low sounds to high sounds. You have a fucking baritone sax in uh-huh. this band, and that's why it sounds so good. It does sound good. That's so- the bump, 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 bump. That's what that is. You know how how the lead singer he loves to talk about what Annie says. Uh huh. So in this album, and I kept thinking about that that phrase, and I was like, where have I heard that before? Didn't somebody else? And it wasn't Alien Ant Farm. Annie, are you okay? It wasn't that. So uh-huh. I threw that out, and I was like, where have I heard that before? And then I realized I was thinking of Danny says the less than Jake, uh, hello rock view song. Danny says. Uh, so I went, oh. I listened, I went from a better place, a better time to that song. And I didn't mm-hmm. like Scott anymore. <laughs> I thought, well, at least you didn't go to where I thought this was going to, which is Danny boy. Yeah. And then I, I was watching John McCain's funeral and I was like, what, is, <laughs> what the fuck is this song fucking rips, dude? <laughs> um, it just, I'm so, just, it's hard going from when the horns sound this good to then what less than Jake does. Uh-huh. I feel like I think I read somewhere that Streetlight Manifesto formed in college, like at Rutgers in New Jersey. Uh-huh. Chalking up, if you're playing Fun Point Bingo, yeah. you probably have one already. It's the... But I think most of the people who have been involved in this band have like music degrees or something. So uh-huh. they're nerds. They're they're nerds. Yeah, uh-huh. it's not just like my friend Tony knows how to play the trumpet. Yeah, it's not like cool. Like I'm Anthony Kiedis, and I run into this guy, and he's like, "Hey, my name's Flea. What's up?" And then they start a band. <laughs> That's what they call me. Yeah. Uh, so on this album, and a little bit of Keys Me Nice, there's, there's like a crime <laughs> aspect. Yeah, it's got a kind of, it's got a kind of, I would say, World Inferno Friendship Society vibe in some ways. You know, it's about cr- it's about crime. It's about crime. There's also a horn. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't like it. He has a checklist that he doesn't like to check off. Mm-hmm. But he does it anyway. The, the, the three things you need to do a crime uh-huh. are ski mask. Uh, saw sawn off, sawn shot, off, and a guilty conscience and the fear of death. Which is well, yeah, but you need three checks for that one, just to be sure. Check, check, check. Yeah, it's two things, but you gotta, you know, make sure make sure all your bases are covered. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And this does introduce the streetlight manifesto thing of na na nas. There were some good na na nas in this album. So you get na na nas, you get horn breaks, you get whistling. You get, I think, uh, some inside baseball here. The way uh, Thomas, the singer, writes the songs is he writes everything like on an acoustic guitar. Okay. And he just kind of like sings the horns. Oh, okay. So that's, that's why the na 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 in this one like becomes the horns. It's okay. because he just came up with it and that's how he like writes it. Okay. Got so it. some of them turn into horns and some stay so na na na. So he wrote a moment of silence and then he was he was just like in his room like. Like he was just that's good. Yeah. I like it. It's good to think about. Yeah. Um so this is do you know how we say um like the run through a wall songs? Yeah. This isn't one of them, but this one does just like punch you in the chest sixty-five times yeah, as if you were. You have to cancel your concert. Color. Yeah, because it it just destroys you immediately. It's the platonic ideal of of criminal ska. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give me a song about being a ska criminal. It's this one. Mm-hmm. This is definitely a song that, like, if you look at this album cover, this this song is on that album. Yeah, you know what I mean <laughs> for sure. Um, There's no mistaking. Yeah, you want to get to the uh, 
the next one yeah that'll be that that'll be the day yeah, that'll be the day this right now this is like probably my least favorite song on the album damn but when i was first listening to them i was like this song's fucking sick because it's like heavy yeah and the chorus was, is fun it goes jar, 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 with the guitar and yeah. i'm like yeah that's sick to me and then it has hey with three syllables and that's how you know it's a good hey yeah it's not just hey it's hey so that's how you know it's good um this one he does so this one gets weird yeah (laughs) because the angels may weep but i hear no sounds yeah this is sort of where we get into the sort of theme of the album which is suicide is bad but god isn't real so stick around because there's no god and also this song at the end it sort of says also the afterlife is real and i will use it to haunt you with ska forever Yo, Scott, there's no escaping it. Um, some fun, some fun facts that about the Streetlight Manifesto band is they like to do when they play point counterpoint, which we'll get to in a little bit. Right? They play, they get to a certain point in it, and then mm. they play all of Keysby Nights, and then they finish the song because they're like related, kind oh. of like lyrically. Yeah. So. Fans have been like, they should do that with other songs. But I don't know if they've been doing it purposely or just to fuck with people, but they'll put, a, we'll say, an homage to other songs. Okay. Like, in other songs. So there's a song um, on Somewhere in the Between, Watch It Crash, that ends, dun, 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 like that. Oh, okay. And that's how this song begins. Right. So it sounds like they're going to do a thing, and they never do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that, like, on the Moment of Silence, Moment of Violence thing, the the genius says like this is the only two songs that they always play back to back yeah it's the, they always go in that order because that's how you're supposed to do it yeah but no. they just kind of they have some some goofs in there to throw you throw some you goofs off along in there the way. to throw you off yeah make you think oh they're gonna play this one but they don't yeah but whatever they play it's good it's like how uh how under the bridge it ends with sag express from china and then it's a sort of you think they're gonna go into californication <laughs> but they don't they don't. Instead, they go into. They haven't written it yet. Fucking boom da bow wow. If that's the song <laughs> they have, you might be thinking of Humpty Bump. I must be thinking of Humpty Bump. That's the one. Yeah. Apologies. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's it. Uh, anyway, this song's this song's good. There's to me, there's no bad song in this album. Agreed. But this one is kind of the most forgettable one to me. Yeah, I kind of I I go I I listen to the first song and then I go to point counterpoint. Hmm. Uh, let's get into Point Counterpoint, a song we talk about a lot, and now we're finally getting to. Yeah, so what, so what is your sort of theory behind Point Counterpoint? My theory behind Point Counterpoint is this is someone says, hey, I've never listened to Streetlight Manifesto before. What song should I listen to? It's Point Counterpoint, because it's the just purest version of everything that the band does well in one song. Right. Uh, the only bad thing is, when I first started listening to them, I listened to this song 5,000 times. Uh, yeah, and you were and sort of ran I, out of like. Now I, I kind of ran out of liking of it juice on it. Of like, I drank all the liking it juice, <laughs> and then you, it's like I put some ice in that cup, and the ice turned to water, and I'm still trying to drink that. Uh huh. But it's just, it just keeps running out. So That's okay, it's gonna be. There will come a day when like I'll be on the Slap City playlist, and I'll click Mastodon Blood and Thunder, and I'll be like. I've had enough of this. I don't know if I'm strong enough to run through a wall, but that day is not today. <laughs> today is not that day. Uh, 
iconic chorus in this one. I love it when a chorus is he, it's done and they they don't just do the same chorus three times. They'll do sort of, you know, a somber mm-hmm. chorus and mm-hmm. then they'll do a loud chorus that you can see the circle pit in when you listen to it. Mm-hmm. I like that difference. A fun, a fun thing that they don't do it anymore because Streetlight Manifesto is very popular. Not that I'm mad at them, but when it was like, oh, this show has like 200 people at it or whatever. Yeah. We would say I got a, the crowd would sing the intro. And they would say cock very loud, like a joke. Oh, okay. You like you would yell it and it would be funny. Yeah. But now these casuals just sing a song and have and now, fun with it. Now them. the they casuals, do... they go, cock, they... I like it. And then they say, I bet yeah. you do. I bet you do, yeah. And then they all go, it's pussy for me. <laughs> Is it pussy for me? <laughs> <laughs> I've got an ant in my bed. Etc. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, this song is extremely good. I like it. It's definitely the best, or at least the most memorable, like horn line of the album. Yeah. And it goes a little something. I like this. Like this. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. Um, he sings very fast on this one. Yeah, this has kind of been a fun week for me because I get to I get to look at this playlist of the album and say, oh, p- point counterpoint. I know all the words to that. And I know all of the phonetic sort of things that he says. But then I read the lyrics and I realize, oh. It's not in your charge. You're pretty bad. You guys don't think about it. Like, yeah, yeah. like, I'm going to keep it real with you, Chief. I had no idea that he even mentioned Camus. It's <laughs> the first line. He says, how does Camus really die that night? Oh, I thought he was talk- I thought he was singing about some guy named Cameron. I don't know. <laughs> Had Cameron really die that night from Taylor Fuller? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kim, did you like that one? Yeah, it was really good. Thank you. I've never seen that movie. What, what the fuck? Oh my god. Kim never saw Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure until two days ago, and she still hasn't seen it. This all hurt my feelings. I'm just saying, it is a, it's a good movie. It is a good movie. I've that seen. I've never seen. It's like my favorite movie. Like Ferris Bueller's like my favorite movie. Fuck. Like so that's his favorite movie. Really? Ferris Bueller. Guess what my favorite movie is? Titanic. Liar, liar. No, it's not! You couldn't even say that. That was a good lie, right? That was a good liar, liar. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you. Kidding. That's the new show with Jim Carrey called Kidding. I said, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah, because there is a new Jim... Yeah, genuinely, there is. We... Listen, we only said we're going to do Jim Carrey movies. We're not watching fucking In Living Color, so... It's a movie. Why wouldn't I... Like, I respect that, but also, like, Fire Marshal Bill is fucking good. I guess good, we could good. we could take we could take a look at it. Oh, and when he hosts yeah, SNL and he's the lifeguard for the for like the hot tub. Are you leaving? I literally just said those words. I have you? two people talking in my head. Oh, okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you. See you later. See you later. So I, the fucking you know the part in SNL when Jim Carrey hosts. Mm-hmm. You remember that one? Absolutely not. But go on. And he's okay. So he's like a lifeguard. Jim Carrey. He has he's up on his big white lifeguard chair. And it's, but it's for like, I just like somebody's hot tub in their house, you know, like a big bathtub. And mm-hmm. then, uh, he's like, you know, somebody's just like relaxing in there. And then he puts the funny, like the lap lane in the middle of it, just like one strand of it. And he's like, Oh, lap swimming. And then somebody goes in there and swims laps. And then there's like a shark attack and stuff. It's so fucking funny. That sounds really funny. It was dude. literally my number one SNL bit when I was eight years old. I'm sure it holds up. I bet it's fucking good. I bet it's probably somehow really racist also, and I just didn't pick up on it. Uh, anyway, Point Counterpoint is really good. 
Yeah, this it's good because it reminds me of the Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge album from last week because it's it's kind of like an aim conversation because mm-hmm. it's about you know when somebody's like ah oh, fuck I want to die mate and it's oh I guff oh I guff and uh, but they're like no it's actually good to stay alive and then but they every time he makes a point she makes a counterpoint and it's and also he wouldn't wish the sadness on his worst enemy so it's ironic that all of his friends have the brain thing. Brain power. The brain, brain power of depression. Oh my god! In one of the assignments, like the summer reading assignments, was like just take notes on quotes from this book and like write. You just had to have like a certain number of quotes to show you read the book and like write what they mean. Uh-huh. And I forget, it was like wrong. Like the kid's interpretation of it was wrong. Yeah, no doubt. But even the way they worded it was like this means that his brain is expanding. <laughs> so now i think of that of that of that dumb child right. i shouldn't say that i'm a teacher but he was very dumb right that's the, that's one of my biggest critiques of being a teacher and having students is that none of them are as smart as i am they are smart as me i so. wish there was a way to make them smarter but i haven't mm-hmm. figured out how yet if there is yeah we we don't know how we're still working if on only there was a way to impart my genius mm. <laughs> uh let's look at the next one if and when we rise again uh I remember when I first listened to this album, I did not like this one at all. Because you listened to it on LimeWire. Because I listened to it on LimeWire, and now it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. If it didn't have the annoying intro, it would probably be my favorite song. You don't like the... So this is sort of the fucking everybody's had a bad childhood, my dude, song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it does start with... It's because the other... It's like, this intro is just kind of noise. Like when they play this one live, they kind of do a more melodic build yeah. up. Into he starts. The song. At, he starts at a ten. Yeah. <laughs> um. And th- 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 this is the one when they say, "Hey, y'all, mind if we uh play Hungarian Dance Number five? Is that near the end? That's near the end. It's like okay. a classical <laughs> music. See, I didn't know that shit. I just my one of my only notes for the song is this one has good trumpets at the end. How's that shit go? And I just figured uh, it, you would know. <laughs> so the reason this is better than anything fucking Brahms actually ever did, because they play the part. Hey, then they do a hey. Right. They add the ska twist. They add the ska. Hey, a good thing about this um album is there's no of the ska thing of the guy just going like, like that doesn't happen on this one. Uh huh. He doesn't ask anyone to pick it up or anything like that. He just does the song, right. which I appreciate. Uh, I do like it when bands say "pick it up," though. It's okay, not on the not on the recording. Like that's like when you do the four count on the drumsticks on the recording. I don't like that. Okay, because there's, there's no need for you to do that because you could make it sound however you want. But I like it when I'm playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three and the. And that pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. The Superman song. Superman. I like that yeah. one. Okay. Yeah, that that one's because exc- that's kind of used as like the intro. It's just during the verses that I'm like, right, please stop. Um. Anyway, this song I do like. There's one lyric that it says, "Please excuse my enemies. I think they do not know that I will gladly self-destruct if they leave me alone," <laughs> which is just funny to me. It's solid. I like it. People just have to constantly be getting on my ass or else I'll have nothing to do. Uh-huh. Which is a mood. It's mood, kind of, yeah. Like, the thesis here is, it's like, no, it's it's not what happened to you that matters. It's how you re- react to what life gives you, which is kind of it's, a Mewtwo mindset. 
Which, Kenda Mewtwo, you have to, it's, it, please excuse my enemies, I think they do not know. I will gladly self-destruct if they turn to stone. Damn, you know? dude. Hell yeah. Damn. I, I, off, that one was right off the dome. Damn. Uh-huh. Has Kim ever seen the first Pokemon movie? Kim has, I bet Kim left already, but I bet she's never seen the first Pokemon movie, which is good because she knows that I definitely didn't cry while I was Yeah, one thing you gotta know. About me. Oh, Kim, did you ever see the first Pokemon movie? Yeah. In the movies, I think. You saw it in the movie theaters? I feel like I did. Did you get an ancient Mew card? Did, did you get an ancient Mew card? No. I did. I got and I didn't cry. I got two because I went with I my grandma and she didn't want it. I remember that. You remember I didn't cry. Yeah, because I was, was I there with you? <laughs> no, we didn't know each other then. We didn't? No. no. <laughs> but I, I <laughs> last millennium. I definitely didn't cry though. Right. Okay. okay, I was at the time when you didn't cry at the Iron Giant. Yeah, that that when we saw it in the movies. And I didn't cry again every time I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We're a, we're a pro crying at the Iron Giant podcast, you know I think. Yes, yes, Kim. Masculinity, I hear, is a limiting narrative. narrative. Yeah, it is. So I'm just saying, like, I because I I'm only saying that because I've cried at very specific things, and I need to keep like a list of them. Yeah, it was, it just, never... it's just like fucking Iron Giant and Mewtwo and the yeah, fucking Metal, Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid Three. <laughs> yeah, you see? did. Yes, I will admit that. Okay. Iron Giant, Pokemon, the first movie, Metal Gear Solid Three. That's it. That's, that's all I've it. ever cried at. Mm-hmm. That's okay. My first one is Liar Liar, so it's fine. Brooks's first one was Liar Liar, so I remember. It's, it was when he's mean to the homeless guy. And he's like, "You're just gonna buy booze anyway," and then he just looks, he liar, looks liar, really sad. Said, I hold myself in contempt. Kim was about to cry when he held himself in contempt. That's I. That's like my Tyrion Lannister for being a dwarf, like. He fucking delivers that, so he's I hold myself in contempt! It's so... It. It's very... It's good. Are you leaving again? I need one more Alka-Seltzer. Kim has just been funneling Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> I don't like doing social events. Is Wait, there, like, a party downstairs? No, Kim's going to a party or something. I'm going, I'm going to a party because I am a cool 28-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. With friends. Friends that I haven't seen in like eight years. Okay, well, have fun. I'll be doing my podcast about a Scott album from yeah. 15 years ago. Perfect. Bye again. It's a good album. Bye again. It's a good album, though, if you think about it. Yeah, it's not like if you were in here, like, oh, we're going to sell out with me. Oh, yeah. Like, that would, like, God. Remember how Real Big Fish have a song called Fucking Beer? <laughs> from their, anyway, from their famous album, Epic Bacon. From the famous album Epic Bacon. Anyway, this song, next song is called A Better Place, A Better Time. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Content warning for here and the rest of the album. It's about suicide, yeah. but in a please don't do it kind yeah, of way. Yeah, there's, there's no way to talk about the remainder of this album without like talking about suicide a lot. Yeah. It's, not, it's a lot, huh? Yeah. It does the thing. I always appreciate of having like extremely dark lyrics, but everything is gonna be fine. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I like the song. I gotta I tell like you, it. um, it's just always funny because they. It's just like absolutely devastating lyrics, but then there's the backup vocals, which are like fun to yell at concerts. So, for example, Annie says the saddest day I ever came across when I learned that life goes on without me. Mm-hmm. Without me! Like, <laughs> so you have that to kind of take the uh, 
you know, take the edge off of the terrible things that are happening. Yeah, it's like there's the really, like, beautiful line of, like, I'll draw your bath and I'll load your gun, but I hope so bad that you'll bathe and hunt. And then it goes right into a fucking circle pit sound, and it's like, fuck yeah. So when they do this song, because that's when the circle pit, you you hear it start. Yeah. Because he does the cool guitar noise. Um, A friend of mine... So have I ever heard told the story of the, uh, like, misheard Prince lyrics on this? Fuck if I know, dude. Do it again. So, well, Kim actually told me this, but on the radio, it was like, call in if you have, like, funny misheard lyrics of songs. Mm. And someone called in to talk. It was um When Doves Cry by Prince. Yeah. And the lyric is, maybe I'm just like my father, too bold. Uh-huh. This person who called in thought it was, maybe I'm just like my father, tuple. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Tuple was the father's name. Yeah. So I think that every time I hear that song. And now when I hear this one, a friend of mine thought that it, the lyrics were, I'll draw your bath and I'll load your gun, but I hope so bad that you're bathing, hun. <laughs> <laughs> I so, hope you use the bath that I got I hope for you. you use the bath. That's very good. Yeah, it's great. And you um, know, this song is also... Goofs aside, it's also just generally good pragmatic advice in my experience in that, mm-hmm. like, nighttime brain is one of the worst brains. To it me. is. It's very bad. So, like, genuinely, it's like, go to bed. Like, try to sleep this off because you uh-huh. probably feel better in the morning. And, like, yeah. in my experience, yeah, that often does it, 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 often it does, does help. It does happen. Um, I do want to mention my favorite, like, single moment on this album it's near the it's near the end. They go through one of the choruses. It's like it's not your time, and then there's like that pause. Yeah, that's like little pause is my favorite thing that happens. It's strong. It's so good. And this song, it also I just since I I was kind of away from from the album for a couple years, I didn't listen to it all that much. A lot of these songs are kind of long. This song was what, like six minutes and how many seconds? Something like this. But like, there's a lot of like five, six minute songs on here. Hey, it doesn't you know why it doesn't feel like that? Because they actually vary up like the horn lines. Yeah, like, like it's not just the same thing. Like yeah. this song could have ended with the like fucking bathe and hunt line, and it would have been a full song. Yeah, but then they just kept doing new shit, and it's like, all right, cool, man. It's great. One that one of the uh, top songs in the album. Yeah. It's good to me. Uh, and this is also it, the point where I, I went back and I listened to Danny Says by Less Than Jake, and it did make me hate the sound of ska, so I do recommend doing that. Uh, next song. We are the few. Pinocchio-ass song. <laughs> Pinocchio big nose motherfucker. <laughs> Damn, Mr. Geppetto! I hope this fine. That I do... You see, that was my wife. You decided to... What? Hamilton. <laughs> Uh, I wrote this letter because we missed you here in hell. It's a very good start. Uh huh. I just really enjoy the the kind of like audacity to start your song at that like with the drums. Yeah, going, like, making the fucking SpongeBob bad breath noise. Yeah, right away. It's 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 a really bold move. Yeah. To... And it was again like like returning to this album. Every time any song started up, I was waiting for the dear Mister Geppetto. And now you have it. Like any so- any of the fucking songs in this album could have started with it, but it is with we are the dear Mr. Geppetto. Yeah. yeah. So we have Mr. Do- Mr. Geppetto has to be from Pinocchio. There's no other Geppettos. 
Yeah, we, but, but I mean, later on the album, we get me and Mr. Dylan on the ride home. Right. And I think that was to, to Bob. Yeah, that was to Mr. Robert Zimmerman of Bob. Of, of <laughs> the famous Bob Dylan we know. Uh-huh. I gotta tell you, I'm gonna guess you can, we can cut this if not, but you probably didn't pick Bob Dylan for Slap City this week, huh? I, I, you know, I did pick Streetlight Manifesto for Slap City. So you picked Streetlight Manifesto. Okay, because I was actually, I was like, hmm, what is something I could pick? And I sort of tried to dive into a Bob Dylan thing, you know, as a fun of, funny, like, related motif. Couldn't really find a song that slapped. Couldn't, fi- couldn't find a Bob Dylan slapper, huh? Because kind of all the, I mean, I, we will be talking about Bob Dylan in the future, but... Mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to pull the fucking like eight that's minute. Gonna be, that's going to be a fun episode for voices, huh? Yeah, it's going to be a real heavy one. <laughs> yeah, like, let me let me just put on the fucking 12 minute. Here comes the story of a hurricane. Let me do that one. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. So anyways, um, dear Mr. Geppetto, it's a letter about how you're in hell. And <laughs> according to Genius, it's kind of apparently this man of Thomas had some band problems. Oh, is that well? I I know most of the band problems are from a moment of silence. I was kind of okay. Okay, as long as you fucking know, because I have no idea about. I know the fucking deep streetlight manifesto, Lord dude. Okay, because this because the fucking genius is like I don't know. It could be about his old band, or it could be a letter to God, or it could just be about Pinocchio. I don't fucking know. (laughs) It could be about fucking Pinocchio. That's fun point. (laughs) (laughs) This one about Pinocchio. Um, I do like that the chorus is just. There's nothing particularly stand out about it. It's just everyone yelling it. Uh-huh. Like the whole band yelling gang vocals. I gotta do something, right? Yeah. I, yeah I, one of my few notes for the song is I have no idea what this means, but I am the footsteps fading into the night. Like that is like we are the few I'm who, Yeah. Okay. I'm like I don't even know what it means, but like it's relatable even though I don't know what I'm relating to. You know? It's nobody cares and nobody stares with such conviction. And I say, yeah. if you, I never wanted this. If you water this song, I think it grows into somewhere in the between. Yeah, because it's about it's about being in hell and it's 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 fun and it's about Pinocchio. So it's kind of similar to somewhere in the between. So I don't know where we went wrong. All I know now is I got to do something right. But that's kind of like a purgatory kind of thing. Yeah, you know they haven't quite then, gone down to Mephisto's cafe. Down to Mephisto's cafe. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, let's go on to Failing Flailing. Mm-hmm. This one has the good intro of horns for a long time. And if you water this one, it becomes, uh, what's the first one on somewhere in between? We will fall together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically that song, but earlier. And it's nice because he doesn't start it at a 10 either. Yeah. You know, he's like, it's, hey, you've got the cure. But it's not. He does say motherfucker. He does say one of the worst swears. The worst swear of motherfucker, now I hear you flailing. Uh-huh. I say you flailing. That's me playing the drums. Yeah. I liked it. This is definitely um, one of the more forgettable like songs on this album because there's not really a thing about it that's like stands out that much. Like all the other songs, like Point Counterpoint has the chorus, Everything Went Numb has like the bop, 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 you know? Yeah, this is just... This one's just, like, isn't society bad? Yeah, gonna keep it real with you, Chief. Nobody knows a damn thing, but it's good to be alive anyways to me. It's kind of the... Yeah. I do... And I, it, it's sort of a testament to the good album of this one that if you... Still, listening to the song, I was like, wow, I wish I was in, a like, a mid-level venue right now 
so mm-hmm. that I could say sticks and stones may break my yeah, I was about to say that. Like, I do they like, have a good part. way of make like I posted a video in Fun Point chat the other day of like an, the intro to one of their concerts and they play like the ants go marching in and it sounds so sick. Hell yeah. They have a good way of making stuff that's like ch- like children's rhymes sound really cool. That's that's Scott for you. It's Scott. And it's is like the sticks and stones are break my bones, but names will never hurt me. And then they're doing the other thing of like the there's a musical term for it. But like I bet. the vocals are like battling. Like he's saying like nothing, you won't say nothing, and the sticks and stones is happening at the same time. Yeah, it's the double singing. It's the double singing that's good, that's and you hear both it. of them. Yeah, that's what they call it. I don't want to be like too like fucking navel gazy, fucking like that about it. But mm-hmm. the one part did make me think about our 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 classic joke about Benioff and Weiss in the writers' room. Just the part mm-hmm. where they go, hey, hey. Hey, and they do that a lot. Hey, hey, because hey, hey, it even da, da, sounds like da, da, da. kind of steps away from the mic, and he does the thing. Yeah, and it's it's different voices. Yeah, it's 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 literally Hey David voice. Hey David voice. Yeah. Oh, cool. At some point, um, Audacity stopped recording, so it looks like Craig is going to carry the weight on this one. God, I fucking love Craig. Thank you so much, Craig, for your service. We, we stand a legend. <laughs> we stand a legend. Um, next song is Here's to Life. This one is about how you know the famous um, writer of Baby Shoes, Fresh Nikes. <laughs> uh-huh. how, how he killed himself. And how Salinger went into a cave and Vincent van Gogh was also there. Uh huh. And I learned who Camus was when I was a, a child. And then I read a book called The Stranger. And I said, This is my thing now. Oh, I read it and I said, This is three stars on Goodreads. <laughs> That's it? You didn't kind of change your whole, like, philosophy? No. Did it do that for you? C- kind of, because... Well, not not really, because, but it, as I was reading it, I was like, I don't understand this. And then someone said, this is a book about absurd- absurdism. It's a, it's a book about uh, Merceau uh, fucking he, some big titties. He, 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 and kills, then he, a guy. he kills a guy on a beach by accident. and then he For no reason. And he goes to jail and they say, are you sad? And, and they say, said, it's a living. And then that's the book. He said, honestly, mate, I'm just here for a laugh. And then that's the book. <laughs> no, that was, it was like, I read it and it was like, it was like a Nirvana thing where it was like, eh, if I would have found this, like when I was a youth group kid, it would have changed my life. Mm. Uh, well, I, cause I read it and I was like, I don't think I really got this. And it's yeah, like, like, this is about absurdism and how sometimes things in the world sometimes have to be like that. That's basically what <laughs> absurdism is. Yeah. <laughs> And literally that day that I took it out of like my school library and went home to read it, my door was locked and I didn't have my keys. So I was like, damn, damn. it really do be like damn, that. Albert. Like you can make a whole philosophy out of this. Uh-huh. And then I did. And I said, that's mine now. <laughs> and that's what Thomas did. So thanks Thomas and Albert, my two friends. Do you know the thing about like how Camus really died? I always get mad that they don't talk about Camus enough on the good place, but it's not really that funny. So Yeah. I, I, I mean, I just, I Googled it and it's like, he might've killed himself, but might not have. Uh, one thing, I don't know how true this part is, but he did die in a car accident. Like, uh-huh. as he was like, but he kind of, oh yeah, he kind of had like an Andy Kaufman thing where Andy Kaufman was always like, wouldn't it be funny if I faked my own death? Could you believe it? Wouldn't that be awesome? He did. And also he died with a plane ticket in his pocket for a plane that he missed. Okay. So if like, if he, the thing is like, if he took the plane, he probably wouldn't have died, but sometimes it'd be like that. Yeah, damn. Yeah. 
So that's why I had her camera really die that night. Whoa. Yeah, I know, right? It fucking makes you think, dude. Was it really his time? Was suicide? It was suicide. Holden Caulfield, not so much a friend of mine anymore, but he was when I was a teenager. Yeah, I, I, I do like the book to read it. I like the book. Um, Hemingway, he's in here too. The banalities of a normal life. It gets harder it every time. It is extremely good to when they also when they play this live. Every, they stop playing the music and then everyone yells, "Here's to life!" And then they play the music again. I do like that. Like at first, the thing is like he's, he aimed the shotgun into the blue. It's kind of like what like his last words could have been. So it's like here's to uh-huh. life, like kind of as like an ironic, bitter one. Yeah. But then, you know, he says it at the end when he's, like, talking to Kurt Cobain and shit, and it's like, damn. Mm-hmm. KTC, as he calls him. Yeah. Uh, I definitely like this, because I'm the fucking English teacher, so I definitely like this song a lot more now, not just because it says the things that I know, mm-hmm. but, like, the whole part of, like, I can't help agreeing with those that would not quit. Like, man, it's fucked up that all these guys that I really like kill themselves like they couldn't live with this shit i kind of yeah i kind of there's like this is one of my favorite songs on the album and like Mm -hmm. it's not a criticism it's just a difference of opinion between me and thomas Mm -hmm. but i i kind of like it loses me a little bit when it's like it's described suicide as like quitting yeah with those that would not quit especially when it's like as it relates to like famous people having a responsibility to like produce content yeah, I think it's just because that's kind of a half rhyme with fists. That that yeah, and that, yeah, and that's literally in my notes. I'm like, I get that like songs aren't like full thought out political manifestos, and like songs mm-hmm. do have to rhyme. So like, mm-hmm. I get it. Because but. in the like the last part of the song, he says it makes me sick when I think of it. All my heroes could not live with this, and I hope you rest in peace because with us you never did. Yeah. So it's not like fuck yeah, you for yeah exactly. And it's and even like the fucking like my like my favorite one of my favorite lines is like. With a golden heart comes a rebel, a rebel fist. fist yeah. And I just, I don't like the next line after that, but it's a really great line. Yeah, it is. It's but great. yeah, but he's in the Van Gogh part, he's talking about, like, the real crime of suicide is, like, those who, like, you know, those, the society who, like, failed, not the person. Yeah, who who's there to break your fall? We're, we're guilty one and all. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's, a, it's not a critique. It's just, like, I... Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't go far enough to... And it, it happens a couple times throughout the album. But it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's your album, Thomas. And you know how we do George first name basis? Uh-huh. Apparently, you can just say KDC, and yeah. that's Kurt Cobain. Khaleesi's so. uh, dinner clam. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. You dropped that one on me quick. <laughs> I wasn't expecting. A... Listen, we're like we're fucking. We've been doing this for a minute. <laughs> yeah, true. I'm getting uh, I'm getting worse at talking to real life people, but but podcast talking. But po- it's just podcast it's, talking. Mm, about anything that has initials that you could, with a K, it's going to be in there. Yeah, better watch out when we're playing Acrolash and Quiplash. Uh-huh. Uh, next up is a moment of silence. Uh-huh. This is kind of the, this is kind of the chill one. Yeah, I, I remember liking this one as a teenager because he's like, "Wow, this song is about all the people who suck like me." Yeah, so, so I feel cool now. I sh- I too show up to the party and I'm never asked to dance. Yeah, it is. It is my first note. Is like, just damn, bro. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like a moment of silence, please, for those who never get the chance. It's like, yeah, for those who like never have a moment of of silence. For those who I are, never like, met always a loser that I didn't see eye to eye with. Like, yeah. oh come on, dude. Yeah. This is the Tyrion Lannister song. Like, this is. <laughs> um, and it's like, yeah, so... if, if you if you haven't had if you didn't have like a bad childhood, then like can't relate. It's mm-hmm. kind of the thesis. Yeah. 
But then it also um, becomes a song about band drama, I think, yeah? It is. This is the band drama one, because he says, uh, if you hate me so much, then stop singing my songs. Right. That's because the band he was in before, this one, Catch-22, that put out Keys Be Nights, he kind of, like, did everything in that band. Okay. Um, he played all the instruments. Nights, played all the instruments, yeah, he did everything. And Keys Be Nights was really popular, and he left Keys Be he left uh, Catch-22 because his parents were like, hey, this music thing, like, is really good, but can you please, like, go to college in case it doesn't work? Uh-huh. And he said, okay, I'll go to college. So he left the band, but after he left, they still played, like, the songs he wrote, even, like, okay. years after. Gotcha. But there was kind of, like, this bitterness between them. Kind of a Gallagher-Gallagher 2 situation. Kind of a, yeah, kind of something like that. And I think now it's, like, fine or whatever because this is like 15 years ago but right back then it was like ooh ska drama mm-hmm. also street and manifesto have constantly been battling with their record label which is the famously bad record label of victory records right and that's why they have like seven covers and albums and stuff because they just wanted to get out of their contract uh-huh uh <laughs> one of the reasons they only have three like original albums is because it's a very a song of ice and fire situation of thomas is like an extreme perfectionist Okay, and he's a guard and player. only kind of writes stuff when it's like, you know, good, right? And constantly goes back and changes things and edits it, and they put the album out when it's ready, and not okay. You're popular, so you have to put an album out every year. I was, you know, I was listening to Here's to Life, and I was like waiting for the Catch Twenty Two book reference. Mm-hmm. But now I now I can understand why you wouldn't reference Catch Twenty Two because they're mad at them. It was you're mad at them because that was your old band. Yeah, because like major, 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 major is like a great ska thing that you could sing about. Mm-hmm. It's fun to say. Um, hey, remember how in a moment of silence he wishes a pox upon your house, upon your family? Yeah, and, <laughs> and everyone, everyone you, you ever, ever knew, and everyone you'll ever meet. To me, that's that's just kind of a good thing to me. But it's what they said. It's what they said. It's not him. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't say it. Um. My favorite other little funny street manifesto funny moments is like, if you hate me so much, then stop saying hey, my songs. <laughs> like it, he'll uh-huh. say something about like singing or saying something, and then it's and like then, a trombone. Yeah, that's like the part on is it Mephisto's Cafe where he's like, and you said, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Don't crash because yeah. you might not make it back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a little, a little funny kind of thing. Yeah, I love I love to have like a to write like a crowning moment of like personal catharsis and then make everybody reflect on it with some sad trumpet. Yeah. Uh, so this one continues into a moment of violence, which is this one again, but it's very fast. Yeah, dude, I always like literally this week. I I'm always mm-hmm. like, oh, moment of violence. That's a fucking cool name for a song, and I can't mm-hmm. remember how that one goes. And then I would put it on. And it would just fucking gloss right over me again because it is just so similar to the last one. It's like there's like a different first verse. Yeah. And then it's the same song. Is it? I never did lose a battle, but I feel like brother at the end of the world. Yeah. And the drums are really fast. And then there, there's like a slightly different horn line on this one. And then it's like it's to me, it's like it's a downside of an album flowing really, really well is that yeah. sometimes I just like can't can't in my head like disconnect the two and it is only two minutes because Mm. it's just the last song again but fast this time and it does i mean it does have a cool a cool message which is like hey why are rich people bad yeah it's kind of like hey hey, how come like billionaires are like usually bad people what's up with that what's it's kind of weird how that happens yeah uh anyway 
just gonna just gonna point that one out and then kind of hang out for a little bit. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, maybe a moment of violence to them. We would we should do. He says it's a moment of silence to the fucking people who never loser got... nerds, and yeah. then a moment of violence to the rich people. Yeah. yeah. Um. Next up, we have the saddest song. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because it doesn't sound like that when you start it. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Sufjan Stevens to me. Yeah. It's the saddest song you'll ever hear, most pain you'll ever feel, but you grit your teeth because it don't get better than this. You know, just some kind of fun stuff. Uh-huh. But it's it's in a fun way. Damn. So you don't think about it that much. That's true. Also, again, uh, it's not it's my life, not your life. I'll end it when I want. I just gotta slip that one in there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's all I can really say to that one. Um, I don't know. And then it has a a weird course about like being off to save the world. Mm Hmm. I I don't know how to (laughs) how to take this one. Yeah, not really doing a good job myself of parsing it because at first it seems like it's a response to the like the the like absolutist bodily autonomy crowd of like it's my life not your life i'll end it when i want which is kind Mm -hmm. of like of me that crowd Mm -hmm. but then he's talking about how like it's been 14 years since this girl died by suicide probably and he can't even remember what she said Mm -hmm. which is very sad genuinely Mm -hmm. and then he's like if my life was your life would you let would you take it back which is kind of like a my chemical romance thing sort of where it's like would you let me sacrifice myself for you you know? a, tr- a cursed trumpet was set out to kill 1,000 people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, yeah, this is, ag- again, one of... This and That'll Be The Day are, like, the two that I usually skip if I'm listening to it now. Right. Just because there's not... I don't know. There's not, like, the inspiring horn line or, like, the really memorable lyrical... Like, the lyrics, there is, like, stuff in them. Yeah, it's just not a particularly big chorus. Yeah. Um, you want to just go to... Y'all mind if sleep? I close my eyes for the big sleep? So, I I think I told you this before, but I when I was the teenager me, I would listen to this album, like, every night before bed. Uh-huh. And then... Go... <laughs> <That> <laughs> so, you see, where, you see where I'm going with this. Yeah. Because the last song on it is The Big Sleep. Yeah, it's, and, and, it's and you were like, oh, cool, thin. bedtime. Cool, bedtime. Tenzel, to my favorite album. Oh, I'm going to get some REM sleep tonight. Fuck yeah. Hey, please think of me when you die. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, this there's some great na-nas in this one. That was some comforting yeah. na's. It, the chorus is mostly na's. And then as you close your eyes for the big sleep, I hope you think of me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, this this kind of, like, this song is a little depressing, but it's still really good. And then the fucking last verse, last two soldiers on the battlefield survivors of war. <laughs> like, really, dude? Yeah, it's kind of late to introduce all these new characters. All these new characters that don't want to kill each other, and then their mothers are sad, and they say, how does it come to this? And then I have to go to bed and go to eighth grade tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, I like to hear it, but I always would forget that. Right, because you were so, so sleepy. I was so sleepy, yeah. And I, but I do, and not to keep sort of tooting this horn, so to speak, but the, he says, you know, this is me coming back, back to get you out. And it's, you know, it's talking about like a depressed person and it's like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, meeting somebody where they're at, but it's also sort of kind of like my chemical romance, three cheers for sweet revenge in just a lot of similar themes in that. It's kind of like, 
it's like going down to Mephisto's cafe, except the cafe is depression. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm going down. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming back from hell back to get you out because you're in this. Mephisto I'm not leaving cafe. this place unless I'm leaving. With yeah, you. exactly. You're the only, the only one with the half decent heart to me. Yeah, that's how the lyric goes, right? You're the only person with a half decent heart, and I know you will put it to use. Fuck yeah! Uh, kind uh, of a Bob Dylan twist on that one. Hey, Mr. Dylan on the ride home. Oh yeah, had a heart to heart about life. And neither him or me could decipher. Again, if we wanted to outlive that night, there's so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's seeing it. Like, I know the words, and they're just like, you could just activate it. But it's so me, fun, and, and it's, it's between Nana's, so you don't it's really, with... like, oh, yeah, Bob Dylan never really figured out if life was worth with it, living either, huh? Yeah, this is just a really fun album. There's so much chaotic energy, and it's just like, all oh, the horns are really fun. Like two children on the playground of the unconfessed souls, abandoned <laughs> by our mothers and our lovers and our foes. Like, yeah, dude, it's so fun. Yeah. If only we were brave enough to live the lives we stole. What a wonderful, wonderful world. world is good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's really good, actually. Yeah, I like it. Again, I already forgot what those sad lyrics are about. It's good. Me too. What was, what was this about? Probably about how everything is good and nothing bad ever happens. <laughs> I hope you think of me when you go to normal bed tonight. When you go to normal bed before eighth grade, have nice, <laughs> have a nice dream. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's, that's the album. Yeah, that's the album. It's really it's good. Fucking good. It's probably my favorite album ever. So yeah. there's that. The Gaslight al- Anthem's canceled to me. Gaslight Anthem. Who? Who? Canceled. Canceled. Make make more songs about dying, and then yeah. Then actually, no. They do. There is a song about his friend dying, and it's very sad. Okay. <laughs> but also, it's their like biggest hit, and everyone loves to sing it. Oh, okay. So kind of yeah, similar, actually. The Red Hot Chili Peppers have a lot of songs about friends who have died, so you should check it out. Oh, sounds fun. There's Tearjerker, which is about Kurt Cobain. There's my lovely ba- there's my lovely man, which is about one of their bandmates, Hillel Slovak, who died. There's a lot of good. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um. Okay, so hey, we remembered to do Patreon stuff again. That's what. Yeah, dude, we're killing it. Remember how we? I was just saying how good we are at podcasting. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com/slash Post Game of Thrones. If you'd like to donate at. Five dollars at one dollar, you get everything. You get all the bonus podcasts, all the carrying homes. Home, it's good. Uh, at five dollars, you get you can send in a message of your choosing, mm-hmm. and we'll read it if you like. I don't like to usually, but we can do that. Yeah, but I'd love and, to. And have you can money. request request albums for us to listen to, and we'll do that eventually. And at at ten ten dollars a month, you get all that, and especially use to ask in Discord. So thank you for that. Um, Slap City, right? Slap City to me. So, my pick, so that means I'm picking another song by the same artiste yes. as they're known. Uh, so I'm going with Steely Manifesto, and for this one, I'm picking a song we mentioned on this episode. It is the title track off of Somewhere in the Between. Fuck yeah. So you were born. You had a love when the love had you. 
which is good because it's about um god and hell isn't real but we're probably going to hell but life hey it's the george r, r. martin men are remembered for their lives not their yeah deaths. that's yeah that's pretty much listen it. on the on the private brooks depression playlist when it, when you're trying to dig out of that hole, that song is very much on there. Somewhere in between, you lived a life of which... Someday you were born, finish. that's good. It's bad that you'll die, but what? hey, there's a life worth Somewhere in, in between, the middle. the life which you'll lead, and nothing ever takes And it's also like a roller coaster, and you can't get back in line, you can only do it once. And also, it sounds like a pirate song. It does! Which is just kind of a fun little fact of it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's mine. What do you got? So we talked about Goldfinger earlier. Okay. And I'm not doing Superman because I'm not okay. a fucking casual. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, but I'm not going to do it nonetheless. But, you know, there's there's ska punk, you know, they got a similar similar sort mm-hmm. of vibe to them. And they have this one song that like, I don't know if you know this about Gold, Goldfinger, but apparently like the lead singer got real heavy into like animal rights activism. Okay. And like, which like, cool. Um mm-hmm genuinely but uh he has he has this song there's this song called get up and Mm -hmm. it's a song about like standing up for like animal rights activism and like veganism and shit and uh Mm. i'm mostly picking it because it's fucking good I don't know what out what gold okay get up also hello, hello destiny, destiny. there's also a titty on the cover so be careful there is you see the the, the nipple it's like a space lady. yeah so our, our slap city playlist is now not safe for work <laughs> what, what's it ever I mean, yeah it's fucking there's just hey there's a song in this album called hand jobs for jesus all right well that goes into uh, my pick for this week just oh, kidding, okay, it doesn't cool. um so there we go slap city thank you uh now we do questions right yeah uh so this is what what is it fun point cast that's that's it. the one at email.com and on tumblr so you can send this ass or email us and we'll do the question here uh first one comes in from friend of the show maxi bajillion who asks mm. streetlight is my favorite band of all time a better place a bet a better time is far and away my favorite song ever i've seen them four times and i'm seeing them again next month and every time i see them they end with somewhere in the between or the big sleep which of these to you is a better concert ender a good question i've been looking at the um like the set because for this tour that they're on they're playing everything goes numb all of it oh hell yeah so i think they're so what i've seen for most of the sets is they play through the album and then they stop before the big sleep and then they come out for an encore oh that's sick and then they play somewhere in the between and the big sleep okay (laughs) i think somewhere in the between is better to me yeah that because the the ending of that is really like nice and it is kind of like pirates getting ready to go to bed mm-hmm. it's like one last swig of the ale and then you, you can't yeah. get back in line again Good. yeah and it gets really fast and the times we had they were yeah. that bad like you don't expect that and then it gets very punk fast and it's good to no, i also found out that the band their band is coming to my area next month and i've never oh, seen them so you should and it's hey it's the album you know so. yeah i'm doing big thinking eyes emoji at going to see them next month it's i highly recommend it i've seen them probably like six times in my life nice so i recommend doing it 
Guess I'll go. Uh, friend of the show, old man, guess I'll die voice. <laughs> guess I'll go. <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Postdo asked, what's the best instrument that Ska adds to the usual guitar drum kit bass formula? Christianity. Christianity, yeah. I, I mean, I was going to go baritone sax. Okay, yeah, baritone sax is also good. But Christianity probably. Because I'm just thinking, and like the last night of Rock the Universe is tonight, and Family Force 5 is probably playing right now. I'm not mad mm. about it. I mean, yeah. You're there. Spiritually, you're there. Yeah, that's true. Am I at Rock the Universe? Not physically. <laughs> <laughs> also, Baritone Sacks. Uh, uh, this one comes from Anonymous, so I'm just going to read this one straight through. Okay. I went to a Streetlight concert in 2013 and vividly remember a couple grinding very hard to the sweet sounds of ska. Which Streetlight song do you think lends itself to rude dancing like this? Not Andy. Okay, so it could be anybody but Andy. Because it's probably one. anyone but Andy. Um, it has to be a moment of silence. Yeah, in terms of because gr- yeah, it has that which is like the classic grinding sound. Yeah. <laughs> if you hate me so much, then stop playing my songs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's anything else that could really. Maybe the receiving end of it all could be like a sex one. Okay, that took taking that one literally. I don't huh? remember what the song's about, but I'm looking at the set list, and it's like, you are now on the receiving end of it all. End of it I don't know what the rest no, of the song's no. about, but that could be about, like, a penis. Uh, you beg and plead, but no one else can save you. Okay, Why never mind. They, when they can't quite save themselves. <laughs> yeah. That, I think that one's actually about a relationship that went bad. Okay, well, maybe, maybe so, we'll just stick to a moment of silence. This, we'll say moment of silence for this one. Redeem that one hor- officially horny. Um... Tumblr user Creepy Shower Kid asked the question, what's your favorite road trip slash travel album? For me, Ooh. no trek across the expanses of Maine is complete without Paul's Boutique by the Beastie Boys. Mm. Y'all mind if I'm a high, high planes, planes, drifter, drifter, and I'm a drifter. It's, have you heard that one? I don't think cool, so. you will. Okay. Uh, do you have one? Uh, like, when I think of road trip, I think of lonesome crowded west by modest mouse because it's literally just a an album about like damn isn't it kind of melancholy when there's a long stretch of interstate that you're on uh-huh but also like um i my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is like when i have an hour yeah. drive and like if i just had to stick to one album yeah. probably that one but if if like i usually don't drive that far by myself so I'll just feel like whatever album but i do have the uh car time forever playlist on spotify uh-huh, famously which I can share uh, but that's like if I'm taking a long road trip, it's usually with Kim. So I, I, it's kind of set up for songs that we both like. Right. There's not that like, oh, this is a deep streetlight manifesto cut. Like, no, this one has like, it'll have a uh, modest mouse on it, but it's like float on. It. Right. It's kind of uh, just like the hits that everyone knows. Yeah. So I'll share that. It's some good songs on it to me. I, that I, I mean, I played it at a party a couple months ago. It was a big hit. And everyone liked it, and they said, wow, your friend Eddie is really Yeah, they were cool. like, we damn, Brooks is actually playing some good music for once, and then they saw that Eddie Colasso's name was in the corner, and <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, and that's it for this one, I guess. That's all the questions. Funpointcast at gmail.com or on Tumblr. Uh, this was my pick, so uh, you ready to... I'm gonna... I'm gonna... I'm gonna give it to you straight i'm not giving one that i'm not giving you any that i don't think you're gonna like i mean so you're there were a lot of negatives in that one can you i'm, run gonna, I'm not intentionally giving you a bad album yet we have not yet reached that okay. season 
okay. you have full you... you have full like autonomy to not like this album but i'm not doing it to sort of like punish you to because we're both okay. busy mm-hmm. so I, p- I picked an cool. album that comes in at a tight 43 minutes that's significantly shorter than streetlight about 12 minutes about 12 minutes uh-huh. So this is, it's one of my favorite albums and I've been trying to think of a creative way to sort of introduce it. And I kind of can't cause everything gives it away. Do you know what a salad glove is? A salad? Have glove? you ever heard of a salad glove? Is this a red hot chili peppers? No, thing? it's not. It's a glove. I don't know what a salad glove it's is. It's a glove that you use to eat salad while avoiding the sort of dangerous forks and the cleanups that using utensils would require. And it was invented by a band that is my favorite band that is the band formerly known as Andrew Jackson Jihad and they, AJJ AJJ now and we're going to talk uh-huh. about the album Knife they Man put... okay that album I don't know as you can probably tell I don't know Knife Man that well so what is so yeah. you what did you listen to like people I listen to people and yeah people who can eat people yeah. is that that's it? and yeah that one and knife man are tied for my favorite albums maybe ever but definitely from them mm-hmm. um but I picked this one because I feel like like people is, knife man is such a good name it's really really good <laughs> and it's like the most I think it's the most like representative of what their sound is because they have like older like people acoustic kind of stuff and they also have and the more they like, also have I yeah. gotta tell you up front they got some big choruses in this one awesome i'm ready for it so and there's a lot of like there's there's like 16 tracks but many of them are like a minute two minutes yeah and also i'm guessing i don't know many of them so i can't go i can go off the deep end right <laughs> you still can i still uh, yeah <laughs> y'all mind if i <laughs> but yeah we're gonna do knife man and uh you're allowed okay. to not like it but i like it i i think i don't have i'm already like leaning towards probably liking it so there's 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 i bet you will find stuff to like on this one and there's also okay. a song that has intermission in it so we will remember to do patreon next week well let's not get to it we'll do it we fucking will we're gonna okay. we're gonna do it we po- we will pokemon fucking whatever. yeah hell yeah dude we'll remember it um that's the episode isn't i it? guess that's the episode huh thank you so thank we'll you thomas Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, um, everyone else. Thank you, Patreon. All, like, 200 people who have been in Streetlight Manifesto through the years. Yeah. Um, thank you, Patreon. Thank you, Peacock family. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Jack Terrycloth. Thanks, Jack Terrycloth. Thank you, uh, Flea. Thank you, Johnny Christ. Thanks, Johnny Christ. Thank you, Sinister Gates. Thank you, uh, the RZA, the Jizza, Old Dirty Bastard, <laughs> Inspector Deck, God. <laughs> Nothing man, Red Man. Dude, a Red Man in Scary Movie Rick 4 Hall. was so funny. <laughs> he was, I was thinking of how high. That part's okay. really when, when the guy falls out of the window at the very. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Uh, give me some reggae. Uh, Semper Funny for us this Semper, week. Semper Funny. See you next week. Bye. See you next week. Uh, fucking, what's that's, a. That's all. Yeah, that's it. I'm kicking Craig out, don't worry. Craig Feet. <laughs> I remembered it! I don't even remember what the word was, I just remember that feet were involved.